0: Hey, and welcome to another nightcap. What's a nightcap? Well, it's a way to end your day with some friendly conversation and or a drink. These are typically streamed live on Periscope by the same name, but I also record them and upload them here so that those of you who prefer to just listen to this on your favorite podcast platform of choice can also do that. So let's get to a small, short little advertisement, and then we'll be on with the episode. As always, thank you so much for stopping by. I imagine it's time for an 11 p.m. nightcap. So let's go ahead and pour one, what do you say? as we've had the past couple of nights. This is going to be Evan Williams, black label, re Can't believe I've already gone through almost a whole, <laughs> almost a whole handle of this in what feels like not a very uh, long period of time. But that's the way it goes. When you're doing a nightcap every day, because, um, yeah, it's helped uh, me keep my sanity a little bit, if I'm 100% honest. I'm going to move uh, this microphone just a little bit closer. There we go. And Unfortunately, you can see it a little bit on the edge of the frame, but I don't really have a great way to put that there so that that captures the audio on this uh... better and also not have it be slightly in frame but it is what it is, right? so I hope you were all doing well um... yeah today today I had a workout in after work and ate dinner, played some video games. I was a little disappointed as it was a friend of mine that I was going to play some games with ended up not showing up because he lost track of time because he and his wife were blueberry picking. And I'm going to be honest Yeah, that was a little disappointing. I get it. Uh, You know, you lose track of time. Suddenly you're like, oh, shit, I forgot what time it was, whatever. But I possibly would have gone out. Maybe I would have taken the bike out because, um, you know, in that regard, the weather and everything is kind of perfect for it, being that it's a little cooler outside. So might have been... uh, A nice time to go right around because then I wouldn't have uh, gotten all sweaty. I'll sweaty when I'm out riding around. So, what should our topic be tonight? Let's talk about old TV shows. So, I've been watching... The Spencer for Hire TV show. Now, I'm uh, a fan of the show, or rather, the books, uh, the Spencer books, which, if you're unfamiliar with that, they were written by Robert B. Parker. And they detail a Boston detective named Spencer, who uh, was an ex cop. Um, He's a boxer. Uh, he's a real wise ass. He's an expert cook. And in fact, there's some people who I guess go through and take a great interest in the recipes that uh, are in the Spencer books in terms of cooking meals. Um, but they're really well done. The mysteries are good. The dialogue is really solid. Good action. Um, a very interesting relationship between Spencer and his girlfriend Susan. Uh, there's a character named Hawk who is uh, one of his partners that's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, I, I enjoy that show because they actually are one of the few shows And hey, looks like we have Photographic Gamer joining us tonight. So, uh, welcome to the Nightcap. I hope you're doing well and that this evening finds you doing okay. But the Spencer show does a very good job at capturing the essence of the books in that the action sequences... um, and they tend to have a couple of fights uh, in, a, in an episode. And they actually have Spencer uh, kind of fight like a boxer, uh, which is refreshing. You know, it's not just, he, he doesn't just run in and just throw a bunch of haymakers. Um, in the, you know, the gunplay is fairly solid. I mean, it was a show, I think, what, that was like the, probably the early 80s. But the um, the music is good, the characters are good, dialogue is solid. They do a neat job of having him narrate himself, sort of telling you what he's doing, like, you know, the inner monologue style, which is very much how that character is in the books. And uh, I thought to myself, you know i I hate being a, oh, they don't make them like they used to but they really don't they really don't make shows much like that anymore i i feel like um i feel like in a lot of cases the uh shows that they have now they tend to be focused on um overarching storylines. So the episodes really aren't uh, meant to be viewed as just sort of standalone stories. You know, they're all part of some ongoing consistent plot throughout a whole season. And I kind of miss the days of the shows just being a single episode and being over. You know, Burn Notice and let's take a little bit of a segue here. I think Byrne noticed did a neat job of that because there was sort of an overall story that was being followed and chased. You know, he had characters and things that he was looking for to try to figure out who burned him. But on the same token, every week was sort of its own, just standalone adventure. And. Even there, you know, if you had missed episodes and you didn't have a way to watch them, you know, you might have been then confused at one of the, um, what's the word for it, Uh, not advancements, Um, I guess maybe some of the advancements that he had made towards finding that out. But yeah, I, I find that now it seems like the, it seems like the only show's that really do that much anymore are sort of like CSI-style shows. Um, I don't know if I know of any other... I mean, now, granted, there's a lot of shows out there that I haven't seen, but I feel like I feel like they don't do the it's an episode and you're over kind of show anymore. And I also feel like most of them tend to be either sort of cop drama shows like courtroom, legal type stuff. You know, here this is like a detective, so... it's kind of like that, but there's a little more action on the street. Like he goes to various locations, I feel like, in a little bit more varied fashion. Um, I don't know. You know, especially like just a pure action show. Yeah, I I feel like a show. For example, I know a lot of you may groan and roll your eyes when I say this, but like the A Team, okay? It was a bubblegum show. It never really took itself too seriously. The good guys always win. They're always the good guys. It's a little rock 'em sock 'em. They never get too grisly or dark. And honestly, I feel like there would be a market for something like that nowadays because there is stuff that's always so serious. For example, the show Psych. Uh, Now, Psych was a little bit more of a comedy show in that regard, but you could watch it with younger kids because there really was never any extreme violence or sex or anything like that. You know, they never they never had an episode where, like, suddenly Sean and Gus are tangling with you know, some terrorists, and it gets super dark, and like... You know, I don't know. What, what happened to shows like that? Um, you know, I don't know. Just action stuff. Um, just fun. Fun beat-em-ups. I mean, everything everything I, I, I feel like that's out there, and maybe it's just by the way of audiences demanding a little more, and so that's what they give in, but... I feel like shows either tend to be like Breaking Bad or Ozarks. uh, Sort of shows that are a little more serious in their delivery, in the dialogue and everything else. And then sort of like comedy shows. Even horror, I feel like... uh, well, I don't know. So, I mean, there's Walking Dead and there's American Horror Story. Um, there was the We Live in Shadow, What We Do in Shadows. Is that the name of it? I think that's the name of it. But I don't really see, I don't really see too much that's just, I don't know, like a fun action show. Uh, I mean, geez, you could sort of just take, you could sort of take something like the A-Team, make it, make uh, you know, make it just so that there's some known group, and if somebody's got you down, and I mean, it's a simple, it's, in that regard, it's the simplest, most brilliant plot thing in the world, right? Here's a group of these guys who are good at kicking ass, and if you need somebody to help you kick some ass, because nobody else will help, you stick this little ad in the paper, and like, they'll come find you, and if your story checks out, like, they'll fucking help you out. I am surprised that there isn't something that's like that that's out there. At least, again, that's done with kind of a rock 'em sock 'em kind of attitude. So I don't know. Would Would you watch a show like that? Would you watch a show that's a little more lighthearted and isn't as extreme, whether it's in the situations, the characters, the. Like, you know, it never really gets heavy, never really. Takes itself too, you know, in that regard, too serious. So, to take it back to old television shows, so as a fan, a huge fan of MacGyver when I was younger, and I remember getting some box sets of the MacGyver DVDs, I think, for Christmas one year, and as I was watching it, I realized that my memory of the show had changed a little bit. Because in the first season of MacGyver, while he is sort of, you know, he he won't use firearms, for example. If you shoot at him, he's not necessarily going to shoot back. But he does, a couple of times, pick them up, handle them, sort of use them a little bit, you know, whether it's as a distraction... Whatever. But the other thing about the first season of MacGyver is this. In the first season of MacGyver, they still portray him as being a guy who's a little tough. Like there's a couple scene, scenes and sequences where they like he fights a little bit, and you know, he kind of kicks a little bit of ass. But then as the show goes on. They very much family it and make it, you know, they start pulling the shtick where when he punches people, he kind of like shakes his hand out. And even if that's just, you know, even if it's re- uh, realistic in a sense, it just comes off corny. It just makes him seem, I don't know, unnecessarily soft, maybe, um, especially since... Given the first season of the show, they sort of portray him as like a spec ops guy. So, you would imagine a guy like that that you're going to send in to do that sort of thing. He's probably going to know how to fight. And if, and if he's going to shake his hand out because he hurts his hand all the time, you imagine he probably wouldn't punch people then like that. He would probably use grapples or kicks or elbows or whatever. I don't know, something... Uh, and I didn't really pick up on that or remember that when I was younger. You know, I always remembered him as, oh, you know, like, come on, MacGyver, you can do it. Like, he changes from the first season, I would say, even until the third season. And rapidly, that show, so I would say after, like, the first season is amazing. In my opinion. I went back and I watched it. I still thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was great. The second season, yeah, like, they start to drive them a little bit more towards, hey, it's this big family-friendly show, so we gotta even soften it up a little more. That show eventually devolves into full-blown, it's all about saving the kids-level territory. By that point in time the show is fucking dog shit. The the MacGyverisms are few and far between. The adventures and things that he's doing just to me aren't exciting anymore. And it really falls on its face. So I don't know, is that a is that a a component of if you try to walk the line too much between family-friendly kids' show, that then you have to be so careful because Then you're going to get all the angry letters from the parents and whatever. But even there, I don't know if that would happen like that anymore. Because, shit, you've all seen it. People bringing little kids to R-rated movies. in like, horror movies that aren't like Frankenstein or whatever. I mean like, violent level shit. Where, I just wonder... It, it it seems like there's a component now of where it's like, it's the Wiggles and Teletubbies, and then it's full blown violent Breaking Bad level, uh, you know, Walking Dead style splatter fest shit. Like where's the, where's the middle ground? I feel like there used to be more of a middle ground to that sort of thing. And even even the show Supernatural, so that's not that old of a show. But if you watch the, say, the first season or so of Supernatural, maybe the first first season, first couple of seasons, but if it's been a while, go back, and especially if you're a fan of the show, go back and watch the first season. When, like, they fight, like, they fight. They use kind of, like, grapples and throws, and, like, they kind of hold their own, they kick ass a little bit. And it eventually just devolves into, I'm going to paint a scenario, and you can yell at me for this if you want to, but it's true. It's typically a young man or woman, often a woman, who's very pretty, smirky, snarky, always has this sort of like kind of arrogant, condescending look on the face. And the brothers will run up with some sloppy, wide-open, dipshit haymaker move. And said person will hold their hand out and use their magic force power to just slam them against the wall. And I feel like that show sort of devolves into, that's the fight scenes at that point. And yeah, I get it. That's way easier to shoot. Talk about not really having to do dog shit for your choreography. Definitely easier on the actors and the stunt people. I mean, at that point, my God, it's just so many of the fights at that point devolve into the exact same pattern. It's different. The first season or two is different. Even the weapons and stuff they have in the car, they switch it up. I mean, at some point, you're telling me that those two guys are going to continue to use and hold this old double-barrel, side-by-side shotgun. Look, I get it. They look awesome. I have one. It looks great. It's super classic and, in that sense, badass looking. But you're telling me that if you were going to go fight monsters and creatures, that that's what you would take? You wouldn't take some nine-shot pump shotgun, or even a fucking semi-auto at that point? And again, these are guys who are like monster hunters as part of a network of monster hunters. You're fucking shitting me. Yeah, let's bring let's bring a six or seven shot 9-11 and a double barreled shotgun. Yeah, that's good. And a fucking knife. And a knife, so I have to stab them. Come come on. And and I get it, it's for the aesthetic of the show, but that first season, they're a little more practical, they're a little faster, they're a little more kick-ass, and they definitely water that down. Um, I eventually lost interest in that show. That was only part of the reason why I feel like it kind of ran its storyline out, and for me, there was that sort of big emotional arc that they went through, and for as much as it's often a, wow, I'd love more of that show, it, it was a good spot for it to end and they shouldn't have continued. Because that, and I, and I had a note about this, and some someday I'll have to talk about this more at length. But shows doing the whole, a character has died, but then they haven't really died, shtick over and over again, is, I'm going to get really close to the microphone so you can hear me very clearly say this, is lazy, dog shit fucking diarrhea writing. Fucking stop it. And in the, in the biggest example of where I think that kind of started or originated as a big popular thing to do was that whole death of Superman back in the day when they had the big comic of, oh shit, Superman is dead. Was that uh, Bane? I think it was Bane. So, I mean, they somebody breaks his back, right? Like, they give him a backbreaker, break him over his knee, whatever, and it's like, okay, that's it. Like, they've killed Superman, he's dead. And then, of course, he's not dead, and he eventually comes back and whatever. But, like, I don't know. It's just such a... If you're going to do that, then the finality of characters getting killed in a thing becomes not what it should be, which should be the terrifying penultimate end because that's it. And and even if you are going to undo it, that should be the most epic. I mean, that should be like, you know, end of series level adventure sort of thing of, you know, like, geez, I watched like that show. I swear it's like every other week. Sam or Dean ends up killed, and then somehow manages to be brought back to life. Fucking a, seriously. And I will say that's a thing of, in the shows on the shows on the old days, they never really did that shit. Now they might show somebody get shot or hit or a car crash or whatever, and it was meant you to think, oh no, is that the end? But they would never say that they were actually dead. It was always just a, wow, how are they going to escape that one? And then they, you know, they sort of escape, whatever. You know, car rolls off the hill and they show the guy fall out the door and he rolls in the dirt and escapes or something, right? Like, uh, so I I have a fondness for some of those old school shows because I feel like, uh, for as much as some of them maybe. Occasionally a little corny, campy, dopey, whatever you want to call it. And don't say cheesy. I can't fucking stand when people call something cheesy. Because at some point, that's like... That's like... You could take anybody's job and describe it in terms that makes it sound like they have the dumbest, most stupid job in the world. Calling something cheesy... Like... But you can call anything cheesy to a fashion. Like, you can laugh at and call anything sort of dopey by basically just throwing cheese on top of it and pointing out all the things that they did dopey and silly wrong. I mean, you could probably apply that to such a huge number of pieces of media. And to me, it's lazy. I'm not saying everybody has to be like this ultra highfalutin movie reviewer, but at least think of a little something else to say. Well, I, th- I find the dialogue to be very juvenile and it turns me off. I find that the action sequences are very herky-jerky and they pull me out of the action because I, I don't think the choreography is done well. Oh, I, I feel like the production values aren't high quality and that the fact that it's low budget really shines through and makes it feel cheap and thus I'm turned off. But I hate when people just go, Oh man, that thing is cheesy. I mean, fuck you. You're fucking cheesy. Fucking... You know, like, to me that's just so dismissive of stuff that often is just done to be fun. Does everything have to be some 800 million dollar super serious production otherwise it's going to get this dismissive label. So yeah, that's a, a a bit of a fucking sticks in my craw point. So a lot of those old shows okay, yeah, they were in the 80s. Magnum PI wore short shorts. People wore short athletic shorts when they were working out, whatever. They had big hair. And more neon jackets and whatever. Boy, you're telling me that like the baggy sweaters and hammer pants and everything else of the '90s weren't quote unquote cheesy. Oh, look at these, look at these grunge guys. Oh, you're so fucking, you're so deep. Ooh. Fucking guys wearing eyeliner. Oh man. Oh look at this. They're you know they're so serious. They're, you know. So, I don't know. I, I, I like those old shows because they were at least a little more earnest in the fact that they were there to be fun and entertaining. Did they always have the most complex of stories? No. But I appreciate that, for me, it's like, it's like a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich the height of cuisine? No. But on the same token... Man, sometimes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is just fucking delicious. So, I think about some of those old shows, and I even think about some of the shows that they make now. Man, you don't have to always try to go for a six-course ultra, uh, what's that, Michelin chef experience. Sometimes, just make a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Just make a good ham sandwich, and just fucking deliver on it, and be straightforward with it, and don't compromise it. I don't know. What do you think? Am I off the mark on that? Do you hate those old shows because they were they were goofy, sometimes? Spencer for hire, uh, MacMillan and wife, uh, cat oh, was it? Cat Castle. No, not Castle uh what was his name? there was the one uh there's a lot of those Quinn Martin productions uh, Barnaby Jones it's another one you know it, it it's kind of ridiculous I mean there's this older guy and he's got his he's got his little microscope back at his uh his detective office and he's somehow able to crack these cases but you know what, the mysteries are pretty good, and it's always fun to just watch and see how he is going to catch them when he catches them. You know, even Columbo, you could say to a certain degree, oh, Columbo's cheesy, Oh, he, he walks around with these cigars, and he always uses the same shtick, blah, blah, blah. But there's a, a comfort in that familiarity, in that that character is consistent. You know, they never have the episode where they show that Columbo was a marine sniper who killed 90 people. They never, they, they don't find a reason and a need to do that because The character is, you know, they're consistently like one of the one of the good guys or, or whatever, you know um, You know, they're, they're a hero like all of the heroes don't need to have a don't need to have a star that's half tarnished you can you can just make them happy and lovable and positive. Maybe that's maybe that says something about media now. That you're not you're not termed to be quality or worthwhile if you don't throw some dirt and sand on, on top of just bright, happy characters. And I think that's a shame, personally. And so with that being said, I think that we'll end tonight's nightcap. So uh, we'll hope you join me again soon. And if there's anything you'd like to hear me talk about, you can always hit me up on Twitter at CigarGoyle underscore or here on Instagram, CigarGoyle Lounge. And you can find this rebroadcast there on Instagram TV or these episodes, on the Cigar Goyle Lounge podcast, which you can find on essentially every podcast platform that's there and then some. Or if not, you can always go to FM forward slash cigargoyle. So take care out there. Have yourself a good night. Get some rest. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care.